You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Political parties taking part in the national dialogue on coalition government have proposed a number of changes in the law to prevent the collapse of these coalition governments. Some of the suggestions include a limit to the number of motions of no confidence to avoid it being abused for political reasons. Meanwhile, there are also reports that the Department of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs has already prepared a bill with suggestions on how to regulate and stabilize coalition governments. Action SA National Chairperson um, Michael Michael Beaumont. Thank you very much for your time with us uh, this morning. It was a bit dramatic yesterday with uh, the the ATM um, throwing their toys, expressing displeasure at the way in which this dialogue was was organised. Later on uh, also claims that in fact uh, there there was already a draft being circulated and essentially delegitimising the process of now engaging civil society, other other, uh, groupings and of course uh, various political parties on how to move forward on, on the coalition. As Action say, what is your take on on this, how the dialogue uh, was organised and, of course, how day one played out? Well, I think let's separate the two things, Seventeen. I think on the issue of the ATM, I thought that behaviour was very regrettable. South Africans are looking for political parties to come together and find solutions. And even if we disagree on the discussions, to just walk out of the room and not be part of the conversation doesn't serve the South African people in any way. I think the ATM and some of the other small parties are highly opposed to the idea of a legislative threshold. But in real terms, what they're really opposed to is the idea of not being represented anymore. In in South African councils and legislatures, we cannot have a scenario where we have 15 to 20 parties, each with one seat. And it makes the running of coalitions very, very difficult. But on the other hand, we must be clear that the Deputy Minister of Cochter did announce yesterday, uh, to the surprise of everyone present in the room, that they have drafted a bill. And immediately there was a complete change of attitude from political parties in the room to say, then what is this process for? Because if it is that you have pre-drafted legislation, which undoubtedly has taken in an ANC perspective, mm. given that you know the de- deputy minister represents that party as well, then there is a concern that this process may be something of a farce. One one wonders about also the the timing of these discussions. I think when we reflect on how we've seen coalitions play themselves out at local government um, at local level, um, you know, there'd be many, of course, uh, who would agree. In fact, that there needs to be a plan in place. However, though. Uh, who knows? Who knows how many parties will, will in fact get any sort of mandate from voters next year? Surely, then we wait for for that, and then we we have we have the discussions. But I suppose there's an argument for either that you should prepare even uh, you know way before the elections themselves. How perhaps, in your view, again um, as Action SA, might this have been done well? Like there, there are many parties who 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 were not present, who didn't participate, um, newly newly registered um, political parties were involved there as well. They haven't been given any sort of mandate. What gives them a right to have a say in this process? Well, certainly, and I think we must be clear that political parties invited to these engagements must be able to demonstrate some kind of a constituency or support base. I think Action SA certainly has demonstrated that, and that's why we are at the table. 
Uh, but from our point of view, we are also concerned that effectively this legislation will be going to a parliament, the very last majority parliament for the ANC, and that an ANC majority may very well be used here to ignore good advice. And let's be clear that it's happened many times in the past, because effectively what this report is saying to the ANC is that you cannot continue to practice cadre deployment policies and then lament the idea that coalitions are causing a breakdown of service delivery. Because everywhere else in the world, a professional public service insulates people from political instability, and it doesn't in South Africa because of those policies. As actually as I say, Michael, you've also been involved in in, in a number of uh, of, of uh, coalition discussions as well at um, at, at, at local government um, level. I think you've also been criticised quite a bit as well um, ab- about who you've sided with, how you conducted yourselves, um, and 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 there are all sorts of accusations also levelled against you know political parties such as the Democratic Alliance of trying to bully people, um, uh, you know, in, in in this process as well. When you reflect on on, on how how it's played out, what sort of contribution um, are, are you making from, from the, the lessons learned or your experiences at local level that you're contributing to how things may shape up or should in fact play out at a national level? Certainly. So what we have made is representations into this process that, for example, do propose a threshold of 1%. We do think it is important to reduce the number of parties represented in our legislatures so that there is a tenable number of parties that you can work with in a coalition. And coalitions become very difficult when you go past a certain number of parties. We don't agree that motions of no confidence should be limited in frequency, but we do think that there should be a threshold to determine that the issue at hand is severe enough that it warrants the removal of an office bearer. Limiting the frequency can only result in long periods of time having someone in office with indictments hanging over their heads and without accountability. And that's not acceptable either. But I think from our point of view, while inputs also indicated to the process that you aren't going to legislate your way, stable coalitions, I think yeah. legislation will help. It can provide a conducive environment. But actually what the framework fails to do the most is understand that the two most important actors in coalition stability are political parties and the way they conduct themselves and voters in terms of how they hold political parties accountable for their behavior in coalition. And I think the framework lacks a lot in terms of addressing that particular point. Michael Pomo, let me thank you for your time with us this morning. Let me now invite a Director of Research at the Mapungubu Institute for Strategic Reflection, Maestra, and Visiting Professor at the Witt School of Governance, Susan Boyson. Prof, thank you very much for your time uh, with us uh, this this morning. Here, to, to that comment that I just read, the issue around self-interest, is that what we saw here? This is a gathering of, of uh, many professional politicians who are looking for ways uh, to remain relevant uh, to to remain employed, if you will, uh, because when you are coming from particularly very small parties, you don't get a large mandate uh, from, uh, fr- fr- from the electorate. Um, you may very well be, be down and out if it doesn't go your way. And so these sort of talks are, in fact, uh, um, heavily, heavily laden with self-interest as opposed to them being focused on serving the public. Yes, indeed. It is a question of, in some ways, almost a theatre of the absurd, that a set of political parties who probably all of them have been misbehaving in, in terms of coalitions and coalition formation and governance over the time, asking, being asked now to regulate themselves. 
But it is important simultaneously to have this debate. The debate raised national consciousness and raised the consciousness of these political parties. And there has to be, has to be acknowledgement after a convention dialogue like this that, yes, this has gone too far at a certain point, which I probably will later today. We have agreed to address this and that it is inappropriate to mix politics and administration and, and get all the corruption that goes with that, etc. So it is an important milestone that there is this public reflection and involvement and probably commitment by most of the political parties that things will have to be done. There are several points that are quite easily regulated, like motions of no confidence. Mm. Um, there should be more time for negotiations. So about six or seven points on which I think parties can broadly reach consensus. Simultaneously, we cannot step away from the fact that it, we live in a time of changing political orders. So those political tectonic plates are really turning, and we know all know ANC is gradually declining in its uh, definitely in its dominant position. The DA is growing gradually, not always, and this host of small political parties, mm. some too small for representation indeed, but a host of these parties, they are the sign of our times. They're a sign of um, a new order political order party politically trying to emerge so and it is their lifeline to get mm. representation mm. so mm. if there is a threshold that certainly cannot be too high because it and, and there's a lot of acceptance of and, and the public out there we know from a Mr. public opinion poll in this regard as well acceptance of political parties the small ones have got a big role in the stage of South African politics. Simultaneously, we know, and that's a, that infamous principle six that had slipped into the principles for this conference, driven by the deputy officer, the deputy president, um, that the party with the biggest proportion, biggest chunk of votes after an election, even if it is not 50% plus, will take the lead. And uh, yes, a series of uh, proposals then associated to that as to whether this actually translates into rep get entitled to representation for yeah. smaller parties in that coalition in the executive. And yes, it is in a way a, for a matter for the ANC to help ensure that should they not make that 50% in next year's election nationally and possibly in some of the provinces, then they will still be able to take power without relying on some mm. of the small political parties who are now possibly being pushed out, even if it's a, sm a few very small ones, yeah. but possibly being pushed out of the ranks of possible coalition partners because they may not get representation. If we look at what's transpired just over the first day of, of discussions and how coalitions have played out at, at local government level, what what does this say to to the electorate, right? You know, should it now be to ensure that, in fact, we avoid a coalition by all costs um, at, uh, at at national because of they can't even agree on the most simple things? <laughs> It's, it's, it's a mixed message that reaches the citizens and voters out there because, yes, the ANC will probably go on record that is they have taken the initiative to do something to regulate and there will probably be some regulation either in a new form or in this already existing draft legislation that the dialogue learned about. 
um, and that will be that will be taken forward. The form of the coalitions may very well be affected, but it is simultaneously going to be difficult for the ANC to override the public deliberations and con new consciousness that something is is being done has to be done and is being done about coalitions to stabilise it, especially at local government level. But I think people also tend to take their eye in much of these deliberations off the national and provincial because the local had just been so prominent mm -hmm. in recent times. Yeah. And throughout this all, I believe it's very important to recognize that, yes, small political parties and those micro-micro parties have often been the um, obvious uh, defaulters in, in the coalition game. But it, if it had not been for the big political parties in all of these settings, Across the across the local government municipal coalitions, if yeah. it had not been for those big parties, it would not have been possible for the small ones sure. in most of the cases to throw away this around this kind of weight. Absolutely, Prof. Let's park it there this morning. Thank you very much for your time, uh, Professor Susan Boysen, who is a director of research at Maestra, investing professor at the Witts School of Governance. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.